Hello, hello, everyone. I'm excited today to dig into our topic around building a team to last. Now, I love talking about these topics when it comes to building a team for a couple of different reasons. When we talk about building a team, for many of us, we need support. We need help to carry the vision that we have for our business forward. And for many of us, we think that we either need to hire a whole bunch of people to make that vision happen. We think sometimes that we see other people and other businesses that they have big teams and we need to have a big team if we want to be big or we want to grow our business or increase our impact. Or sometimes we know we need help and we don't know how to get that help. And today what I want to do is kind of address all of those things. I want to talk about whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're at the phase where you're ready to expand and you're trying to figure out how to do it, or maybe you have a few people that have supported you and helped you along the way, and you're looking to maybe make a bigger team or a more permanent team. I want to help you kind of navigate this process and think about how do you find not only the best talent for what you have to do, but how do you also build a team that lasts? A team that ultimately loves working for you, working in your business, shares your vision, and wants to really kind of help you shape and build your vision. And while I know it sounds like, mm, can't that just happen? I mean, if someone's working for me, aren't they going to want the best? And the reality is that we have to create an environment for people to succeed. When you build a team, they are an extension of you, whether you are the founder of the business, whether you're the CEO of the business, whether you are just a solopreneur and need some people to help you out. The idea is that you need others to be able to tap into what you see in your business and your place in the world. And what I want to do today is talk about how do you do that? How do you make sure that when you bring on a team, they don't just eat up all your time? I want to make sure that when you bring on a team, that you don't bring on the wrong person for the wrong job. Because I feel like at times, the art of building a team is really something that isn't always taught to us as entrepreneurs. It tends to be something we figure out along the way. And sometimes we can take the long route to get there. And today I want to talk about some ways that can make it a little more efficient for you. I want to talk about some of the things that you can do if you're having a little bit of trouble with the teams and the individuals that support you on things that you can do to actually fix that. And I also want to talk about the beauty of what it's like to build a team around you and how no matter where you are, especially in this environment where many of us are maybe on shoestring budgets these days, not able to expand or hire like we want, I want to make sure we talk about some of those different ways and some of those different options. Now, for some of you, you are watching this live. If you're enjoying our live show, I always love to know that you have joined us live. So feel free to hit the comment button and just let me know, hey, Stephanie, I'm here today. And I am curious whether you're following us live or whether you're looking at this as a replay, or even if you're listening to a podcast, you can always shoot me an email later or drop me a line on social media. I'd love to know what kind of team you currently have. Are you a solopreneur and you're looking for freelance help or support? 
are you a person that has a couple of people that work part-time or a little bit or some time for you? Or do you have a small but mighty team and you're looking to expand? I just am curious where everyone is. So feel free to use the comments to just give me a sense of where you are. Not only will it help me shape my topic for today, but it will also help me shape future topics because I really feel like this is such a cool topic to talk about. All right. Now let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the idea. When I say build a team, for a lot of people, they kind of mentally jump to the point of like full time. They jump to the point of like, I'm going to hire someone who's just going to work for me. And one thing that I want you to do or take away from today's session is when you're thinking about building a team, and when I say building a team, I mean people that support you. So the people that support you can be people that don't work full time. These can be people that you hire from a freelance or a project base. And I really believe that's such an important point for me to make right now is because for many of you, you don't need full-time help. You're not ready even for part-time help. Your business is at a stage where you're really still finding the offer, bringing in that revenue. And if you're bootstrapping or self-funding your business, what I highly recommend is really consider working with freelancers. Now, here's the caveat. Here's the thing I want to make sure that you're writing down if you have a piece of paper or you're creating that mental um, memory piece is that just because I say someone is a freelancer doesn't mean you don't have a relationship with them. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a long-term relationship with them. And what I mean by that is you can hire someone as a freelancer and they can work with you for years. They can work with you on and off as your projects come and go. The idea is that when you're building a team, especially as a small business, you're trying to find individuals that you work well with, that you can tap into, and that you can call on as you need. And therefore, what I want you to do is anytime you consider hiring anyone for anything, even if they're just doing some quick edits on your website, they're going to edit some videos for you for your YouTube channel. They're going to create some images for you for your social media campaign. I want you to think about and approach the situation of not just trying to find someone who's the cheapest not just trying to find someone who's the fastest or can get you that current project complete. I want you to start to use these smaller projects that you have in your business as ways for you to identify freelancers that can create that long-term relationship for you. So therefore, when you're looking for someone to help you with your graphics, if you decide to hire someone, I want you to try to find a designer that you would use maybe off and on for other campaigns. Often I'll even ask a freelancer and say, you know, I hired, I have this specific project, has a start and stop, specific things that I need, but would you consider working with me ongoing basis? So if I have a project, when do I need to give you kind of a heads up that I have a project so that you would be able to help me? Do you need to know a week before? And therefore we can work out a timeline and you can work on it. Or you may have a freelancer that just helps you five hours once a month. Let me use a good example of that would be video editing. Say you do a lot of videos, you create a lot of content for your social media. Instead of you hiring somebody who's going to be working for you all the time, you can hire someone for five hours a month, 10 hours a month. And what they do is they edit all of your videos for that month. So you create the videos at the beginning of the month, 
They edit those videos and we send them back to you. Now, if you don't want to do all your videos once a month, then what you can consider doing is saying, hey, I need someone who can edit my videos once a week. I'm going to send you two videos a week. I think it's going to be about a couple hours worth of work, two hours, three hours of work. And what I'm hoping is I send it to you by Wednesday. Would you be able to edit them and get them back to me by Monday? That's an ongoing relationship. But the idea is that you're not hiring them to do everything and all editing you've ever going to need in your business and in life. What you do is start with that small project, start with that working relationship where you send over your videos on Wednesday, they edit them, turn them around by Monday. And now you have the support you need without thinking you need to hire a marketer to do everything for you. Because the reality is video editing is a different skill than design work, which is different than email marketing, which is a little bit different than managing your social media. So I want to make sure that when you're hiring, you get comfortable with the idea that you can have freelancers that help you with something specific and help you with a limited time of how they help you. And I bring this up because as a solopreneur, this is such an important strategy. It's so important to find people that can help you with those specifics. Now, a lot of questions I get when it comes to being a solopreneur, when it comes to being a person, hey, Janine, it's good to see you. Glad you do, um, popped in with a question. I really appreciate it. Um, one thing I want to mention as far as being a solopreneur is what I like to do is hire people for specific projects. I know a lot of people love to get maybe an administrative assistant. And you think that they can kind of like wear all these different hats. Or some people want to hire somebody who's just a marketer and they can do all these different things. And what I find is it's hard sometimes to identify someone who can do a ton of different skills. So often what I do is I think about in my business, what are the number one or number two things that if someone else did in my business, it would propel my business forward. Often, I think when people try to hire, they make the mistake of thinking that they should hire somebody to do the stuff that they don't want to do, or do the stuff that gives you a headache, or do the things that are just, oh, I, I kind of don't want to be bothered. And I understand we have things that bother us. There are things that are hard. There are things that are friction in our businesses. But the reality is, I don't want you to just hire someone and pass the friction to them because then they have to figure it out. And if you haven't figured out how to solve it, it's really hard to make sure or think that someone else is going to solve it. What I really feel like is you're gonna to have to try to solve that together. The other thing is I don't always feel like that's the best use of your time and money, especially as solopreneurs, especially as many of us that are bootstrapping it and trying to really make sure we have enough money to move forward. So what I want you to do differently is instead, I want you to think about what's going to grow your business. What's going to help you get better at what you're already doing well? And what's going to directly impact your ability to either turn people into customers or what's going to help you with people who are our customers to ensure not only do they have a great experience, but can turn into repeat customers. So that's where I want you to think about what you think about hiring somebody. So therefore, you're not just getting someone who helps you generally do something. You want someone who's going to help you with really growing your business. Now, I'm not talking about hiring a sales manager. 
I'm not talking about somebody who's going to just start calling up and getting clients for you. But the things that they have to work on have to truly help you better service your customers or turn them into customers. So whether it's from a prospecting standpoint, maybe you have people who jump on your website, come to your website, and what you're finding, if you have an e-commerce site, you have a lot of abandoned carts. A lot of people are putting things in their carts, but they're not buying what you may want to do is have somebody help you from a marketing standpoint, take those people who are abandoning the shopping carts and turn them into customers. Come up with a campaign to help move those people. Maybe you do a lot of live sessions and people are showing up to your live sessions, clicking on the links, coming to your website. Maybe you do webinars. People come to your webinars, love your webinars, but they're not signing up for your product or service. So have someone help you with the process of taking somebody from being a webinar attendee to being a customer. Focus on that place in the marketing because that's where the opportunity is. And if they're able to get some headway, that's where you could not only see a bump in revenue, which will allow you to pay this person, but it can be something that can help you do more because if you already have successful webinars, now someone can help you make what you already do well even better. Does that make sense to everyone who's watching? Let me know in the comments if that kind of makes sense on like where to focus, okay? The other thing I want you to think about, especially as you're building your business, is I don't want you to expand too fast. That's why I want you to work with freelancers. That's why I want you to hire someone with a limited amount of time in the beginning. Because for many of you, if you're way too busy, if you're already stretched to the max, hiring somebody is going to actually pull more time out of your day. Because you're going to have to spend time teaching them how to do things. You're going to have to spend time getting them up to speed. You're going to have to spend time reviewing their information. And that's why a lot of times people get frustrated with their teams. Because in the beginning, you're not saving time. You're normally using more time. And what I want you to do is get comfortable with that concept. Because it's not a bad thing to support your team so that when they come on, they have the training, they have the understanding, so that one day they can take flight and work independently. So I wanna make sure that you understand your role as a manager. I want you to understand that at some point in this process, you have to help people be successful. You have to help your team be the best that they can be. And some of that has to do with how you train them. Some of that is how you spend time with them. Some of that is how you encourage them. And also some of that is about how you make sure that they have the best experience when they first become part of your team, even if they're the first one, to make sure they feel like they're a part of the family. They're not the dumping ground where you just give them stuff you don't want to do. They become a person that helps you solve big problems, things that help you grow your business, things that help change your business in a material way. See where I'm going? See how that stuff all starts coming together? I'm hoping you guys are seeing the puzzle pieces come together. All right. The other thing I want you to do is I don't want you to expand too fast from the standpoint of hiring too many people at once. If you're a solopreneur and you're bringing on someone to help you with a project, number one, make sure you have time to work on that project. So if you're going to do a redesign of your website and you're going to have somebody help you build a website, make sure you're setting aside a few hours every single week, may even be daily, 
to work with that person. Sit down with them, review the website. You need time to actually get the results that you need. So I want to make sure that before you hire, you set aside time to do that. The other thing is I want to make sure that you're finding great talent. I think the mistake we made a lot of times when we're hiring people is because we want people to be a generalist, sometimes we hire people that have general understanding of a lot of different things. And general understanding of a lot of different things, there's a role for that. But for I find for most solopreneurs, I find for most small teams, what you really want is someone who brings in a level of expertise in what they do. Now, their level of expertise may be organizational skills. They may be so organized. They may do such a great job of setting out projects and tasks and getting them done and being efficient that that may be their superpower in a sense. And that's a lovely, wonderful superpower to have in someone who you're going to bring on your team. But what I don't want you to do is always hire people who can do a little bit of everything, but not something exceptionally well. So therefore, I like to hire for a primary role for someone. And then from there, add additional items that they can help with. But by identifying their primary role, their primary solution for my business, I can truly evaluate and make sure not only am I finding the right person, I'll be able to take fully advantage of their skills because I'm focused on that skill. And that's why I hire someone. If I'm hiring someone to help me with a website, I'm not just hiring a coder. I'm not just hiring someone who can program. I'm not just hiring somebody who can do design. I'm looking for someone who can build a website that can help me with the three things that I hope my website can do. If I want my website to move fast because my current website moves slow, then I want to work with someone who understands not only how to build a website, to build a website that actually has Um, a speed element to it that isn't bogged down by the graphics, by the videos, by the way the site was built. If I'm trying to build a site that's very user-friendly, I want someone who has skills with building a website that's very user-friendly. So therefore, now when you're hiring talent, you're hiring talent not just for their baseline skill, but you're hiring somebody based on what you want to achieve. And guess what? The person that you're hiring has clarity now on why you're really hiring them and picking them. And therefore it makes it easier for them to do their job because they understand that you're not just looking for somebody who can just get it done. You're looking for someone who can offer the things that are important to you in the website that you're building. Same thing with social media. If you're hiring someone to be a social media manager, write down the two, the three things that matter to you. The things that you want to make sure happen in social media, whether it's your voice, whether it's how you respond to people, whether it's how you support, whether the fact that you want to go live a lot in social media, you want to have a lot more graphical presence in social media, you want to try to pull that traffic over to your website. If you're trying to build more community and you're going to be building something like a Facebook group, then you want someone who has a lot of experience with building communities. You want someone who has an experience with building groups because someone who's really good at coming up with videos and images and posting them, that's good, but that doesn't meet your objective if your objective is around community building and actually creating an active community. So make sure you're clear on that because that's going to help you find great talent and take full advantage of it. 
Now, one way I like to find good talent is number one, write a really good job description. I know that sounds like obvious, but the reality is when you write a job description, I want it to be really specific on what you're trying to achieve. What do you expect that person to do? What kind of objectives and goals? Like we talk about goal planning. We talk about setting up goals for our businesses. The same thing happens for people who work for you. They have to understand what you expect of them. And by putting together a very sharp and very targeted job description, then what you can do is when you go through your interview process is you can take that job description and ask people to give examples of how they would handle situations that are based on the requirements and roles and responsibilities for that job. Now, all of that stuff starts to work together. Okay. And then the other thing is when you're thinking about building your team, I want to make sure that you understand that when someone comes into your business, often they've been in your business for a millisecond. When you hire someone, when you bring them into your team, they know only what the world might have seen or heard about you in the public sphere. So when they come into your business, into your family, I want you to start with simple concepts, simple things, even if you're hiring someone part-time, even if you're hiring someone full-time, asking them to run a campaign, asking them to produce your podcast, asking them to run a social media campaign that you have ran three times before, for a business that you've been running for three years and expecting them to pick up all the pieces and run with it is a lot. You may not be setting them up for success. So instead, partner with them on the first approach. Give them some simple things to work on, some simple components of the process so they can complete it along the way, so that they can start to see the vision that you have. They can start to experience those positive wins instead of feeling like they're drowning in tasks. And by giving things to them and letting your team grow as you grow, grow into these projects, I find it's a better way to build a team. And then the same idea, you might bring somebody in to do two or three specific tasks in your business, but help people grow into their role, into doing more. So I'd rather you have two or three freelancers, like the example I gave in the beginning, that maybe helps you with your editing and ask them down the line to say, you know what, I know you do my video editing, but I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Do you have an experience with that? Would you be willing to help with that? And they may say, you know what, I edit videos all the time. I can do audio editing too. It's very common or I do it already or I do it for other clients. And then what happens is instead of hiring them to do videos, to do audio, to do all of this editing, to do um, explainer videos and so forth, have them start with one video format first, then have them do the next one. Then have them work on the next piece of content or materials. And that way you're letting someone grow as you grow you're also not giving them too many projects to work on because if they work on too many projects, guess what? Bounces back to you and you need time to review all of these projects. And that way you're trying to kind of expand a little bit over time. You're not trying to just go full throttle. And I think that's a mistake we make when we think that we're hiring and bringing on a team is that by hiring more people, all of a sudden we're going to be able to go super fast. In the beginning, it's going to take some time before you can gain speed. And if you take this more step-by-step -step approach, personally, I find you will gain speed over time 
And then you'll gain such a level of speed that you'll be unstoppable. So make sure you invest that so that you can build a team that truly lasts. You can build a team that believes in your vision, that feels supported, and build a team that works for you. All right. Now, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this. I always love to talk about teams. So let me know. This is a session that I always love to do and talk about, but I just noticed the time and I'm going pretty long that I'm thinking about maybe doing a second segment to talk a little bit about the onboarding process when you hire someone, whether it's a freelancer, whether it's hiring somebody for a project or bringing somebody on that you intend to expand to a part-time or full-time role. If you're interested in hearing more ideas, more recommendations, some maybe inspiration or maybe some difficulty um, that you've had with employees before or you had with freelancers before, let me know in the comments because I'd love to come and visit this topic again if people are interested in it. So please, please, please put that in the comments as well as if you have any questions about anything that I talked about today. If anyone's been thinking about hiring, and you've been trying to figure out, you know, should I hire a freelancer or part-time? My answer is always going to be start with freelance. Um, I'm always going to say start with a few hours first before you're ready for full-time because it does take a lot of time to onboard and get someone to that level. Um, as well as I don't want to drain your financials. I want to make sure that a person's coming on the team that's going to help your business grow as opposed to just stress you out because you're like, how am I going to pay this person? Um, and then the whole time you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay this person, that that stress keeps you from really being creative, really enjoying um, having a new team member and getting help. And then the other thing I want you to do is sometimes it's important to understand what's working in your business so that when you hire, you can hand somebody sometimes the great process that works and they can maintain it and then you work on creating the next great process. So instead of always giving people the problems, what I love to do is try to bring people in to help facilitate the things that are working well so that then you can focus on the problems, the issues, the things that require the vision and the visibility that you have to make them better. And then the next person you hire, or if you expand and have someone take on a bigger role, they can take on that next successful process and not only expand it, but improve from there. All right. So I hope that gave you some inspiration today. I hope that gave you some ideas around how to hire, how to build a team that lasts, and how to really approach hiring a little bit differently, especially as we're in this new environment. And based on the comments below, or if you shoot me an email, I will love to do some more topics about this, as well as we have a webinar coming up. I'm actually going to do a full webinar going even deeper into some of these topics, showing some examples of how I create job descriptions, and also how I do my interviewing process. So I highly recommend you check out our webinar. Um, all of our webinars are free, so all you have to do is sign up and show up, and you can access our webinars at webinars.veganmainstream.com, or you can just go to our main website, veganmainstream.com, click on webinars in the navigation. Um, I believe it's under our free resources section, and therefore you'll be able to register for that webinar and learn even more 
about how to build a team that lasts. All right. Thank you, everyone who joined us live. It's so good to see you, Janine. I'm glad you were able to join us. And I really hope that helped you as well. And as well as everyone else that has joined us live, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to give us those thumbs up and likes if you enjoyed today's session. And I really look forward to seeing you in our next one. Bye, everyone.